I would like to focus this morning on the sacrament of baptism and also talk about how important it is for every person to make their own decision about whether or not they will receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. It is a precious privilege that Jesus died for our sins and He offers to us life in His name. And today we're going to focus especially on baptism because in three weeks we're going to have a baptism service and invite anyone who would like to be baptized, who have not been baptized, to come and uh, enter into that special covenant relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and the body of Christ. Baptism is to be a sign and a covenant between Christ and every person who chooses to respond to His grace. If you're a believer here today and you've never been baptized or understand the importance and meaning of baptism, I want to take this time to talk about why baptism is so important to you as a Christian and your faith. If you are a believer and you've been baptized, then I hope that today will be an opportunity, as I've said before when I've spoken about baptism, to be a place of reminder for you of that special and unique relationship that you have with God through your baptism and with the body of Christ around you. Baptism is so important to the body of Christ. All around the world, in uh, every country, in just about every corner of the world, baptism is a uniting symbol of the Christian faith. And people of different languages and cultures and traditions and ways to do things and worship styles are gathered around the sacrament of baptism. It is one of those things and communion is another that is able to unite Christians from all over the world because of our common understanding and the importance and the meaning of both communion and baptism. Baptism is important and is a part of your relationship with God. Baptism is important in that it says something to God about what you have chosen for yourself and you believe. Baptism is taking that step of saying, I choose to follow Christ. I choose to live the Christian life. I choose to believe. And so baptism is, is a response. It's a mark of God's grace and in your life. Baptism is not just something you do, but according to the Scriptures, baptism is something that God does. God recognizes. God marks you. God gives you the Holy Spirit. God speaks to you. And when you become baptized and that comes from your heart, then you're entering into a unique step of relationship with God. Baptism is a response of obedience to God. Jesus himself, as you may remember, was baptized and recorded in the, in the Gospels of how he came to the River Jordan. And when John the Baptist was baptizing others, he came into the waters to be baptized. And, and John at first thought, well, uh, you need to baptize me, not the other way around. But Jesus said, may it be so. This is a fulfillment. Baptism was very important to Jesus. Baptism was very important to the disciples. Baptism was very important in the early church. In every century of the church, every generation of the church, baptism has been a very important response of obedience to the Scriptures and what Jesus has for us. Baptism is a precious privilege 
that we have. Not only to be baptized, and that moment is important and special, but also to live the baptized life. To live a life of what that baptism means and the promises that you make with God. Jesus said to his disciples in the great commission, go into all the world and preach the gospel to the creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Many places throughout the scriptures tell us of the importance and the meaning of baptism. One of my teachers in seminary, one of my favorite teachers that I had in the three years that I was there was a man named Rob Staples, and he taught theology, and he wrote a book about baptism, and, and, uh, and it was very special to me. And he said in that book, and it's kind of almost the name of the title, it said, an outward sign of an inner grace, or an outward sign, in other words, of what God has done on the inside of you. Baptism is the external thing that you remember and you see, and other people around you can see of your choice and your decision and how you've lived. Baptism is so important because it's God's way of giving us something on the outside in order to reflect what we believe and other people can't see down in the depth of our hearts. Baptism is a uniting symbol in that way that every Christian around the world can be baptized into one faith, one God, one Father of all who is over all and in on and through all. Baptism is the privilege of unity of Christians being connected together in that initiation, that beginning point of, of that uh, relationship with God. God gives us something that others can see. He gives us an identifying mark in baptism, an identifying moment, a a place in time where we make a promise to God and He makes a promise to us. and, And in some way, symbolically, you might say, we become the children of God. Somewhere between when we turn to Christ in faith and baptism, according to the Scriptures, God does something about the Holy Spirit inside of us and gives us the Holy Spirit. And there's that seal of the Holy Spirit that's connected to that time and that moment when we believe and we are baptized. Baptism is an entry point into the body of Christ where there is connection and there's unity and there's accountability. We are a family and we are connected no matter where you live, no matter what your customs are. We're united together and Jesus is the head of the church. He is Christ. I want to read today from Acts chapter 2, verse 38 through 41. If you have a Bible or a phone or you use the one in the pew in front of you, I encourage you, if you would like to read along, look at Acts chapter 2, verse 38 through 41. For today, I did put those words uh, in Ukrainian on the next screen. So if you go to that next screen and, and our friends might be able to read at least to know where we're reading from the Scriptures today. But listen to these words in Acts chapter 2, verse 38 through 41. Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off and for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message, and about 3,000, those who accepted his message were baptized. 
And about 3,000 were added to their number that day. This is the incredible telling of the first day of Pentecost. <clears throat> and the coming to faith of so many people in Jerusalem. They came to faith. They came to believe. They listened to Peter's sermon. And they were baptized. And they received the, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It's an amazing picture of how important the baptism was in the early church. I especially want you to focus, if you would, on verse 38. If we go to that next screen and look at the linkage between four words that are found here that I want to highlight. Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The first thing is just notice the importance of the word and. It links together these important things that we have in our hearts and we understand and we believe about God. Repentance and baptism go together. The decision to turn away from how we're living and how we view the world and we turn away from sin leads to that time of commitment of baptism so that when we repent, the next step for us is to receive into our bodies and into our souls that blessing, that, that uh, promise of God and that gift uh, called uh, baptism. All four of these words are, are connected together. First, the connection between repentance and be baptized. And then later on in this next line, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. When we repent, when we turn away from sin, and we accept Jesus, and we accept the life that He has for us, then God washes our sins away, and takes them away, and we're clean on the inside, and holy before God again. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. God gives us something. We're told in baptism, in that turning toward God. All of these are important that they're linked together. And we don't just see turning to Christ as the only step in our relationship to God, but it's one of many steps in feeling the closeness of God and hearing the heartbeat of God and knowing what God wants to say to us. The Christian life can be described in so many different ways. A lot of descriptions. If I'd go out and ask you, well, tell me one thing about the Christian life that you think about or you see you would name and we would, we would have a hundred different things that people would say. But here's one that I'm thinking about today. The Christian life is a lifetime journey. The Christian life is a lifetime journey. It's not for a season of your life. It's not for when things are going great or when things are going terrible. It's not just for the young. It's not just for the old. It's not just for teenagers. It is not just for people in America or people in Africa or people in Australia. The Christian life is a lifetime journey. And if we understand that and we see that and we embrace that, then we get closer and closer to the Heavenly Father and understand that God wants us to be a part of that. Being a Christian has uh, uh, an element of it, of, of lifetime journey. Many people don't understand that. And they become cultural Christians. They're kind of Christian. Or they say, well, yes, I, I interpret my Christian. I go to church once in a while. Or I'm a good person. Or I, I help people. And all those things are good. But 
But Christianity is about a lifelong process of seeking God's Spirit and being hungry for God and listening to God and responding to God. It's a lifelong. It has many steps and decisions and growth along the way. Being a Christian has many places of learning and learning about yourself. And that Holy Spirit that I, I mentioned before that's on the inside of speaking to you about your life and your choices and what you love and, and what you're going to do with your life. There's many steps that we take in that journey toward God. The Christian life is not something that is to be static. One and done and all done. But it's to be something that is continually learning and, and sensing the living Spirit of God in us to draw us and show us and, and make us and form us. God is, wants us to have a living relationship with Him. Uh, active and, and uh, God is a person. He's a personality. He's not a being like human. He's not human, but He is an individual. He has an individual consciousness. And in His amazing, incredible, uh, all-knowing and all-powerful nature, part of the nature of God is relationship. And God created man to have relationship with Him. And so, He wants you and me to be in a living relationship you have a relationship in your life and you really care about that person, you want to be connected. You want to hear them. You want them to hear you. You, you want to, to, to be together. And that's what God wants for us. I know it seems hard to think that the God of heaven, the creator, the powerful God wants a relationship with you and I, but it's so true. God cares about you individually. It's amazing the scriptures that remind us of how much God cares about us individually. Psalm 139 talks about how God knows every day of our lives before one of them come to be. We think of that uh, scripture in Matthew that talks about the birds of the air and how, you know, the sparrows, you know, how, how, how important are they? Somehow God knows about the sparrows. He knows the number of hair on your head. He knows how many days you're going to live. God knows everything about you and He loves you. He cares about you. He wants to be a personal God to you. Not this being that sits somewhere up on a big chair, as I've said before, with a clipboard, making sure you're doing what's right. God is, if I can use a, a, a comment, God is your biggest fan. He loves you the best. He knows you the best. And He wants a relationship with you. And taking these steps are so important in your life. It's a living relationship. Being a Christian definitely has a beginning point. A day, a time when you make a choice that I ask Jesus to come into my heart and forgive me for my sins. The Christian life, it's important that you have a place and a moment and a time when you've said, yes, I believe, I accept you, Jesus. I want to live the Christian life. It may be a process to get there to that decision. It may be that God has put things in your path and allowed things for you for a long time before you finally come to that place to say, yes, I'm trusting Jesus to forgive me for my sins. But Christianity is having a beginning point, a time when you make that decision to receive Jesus. Becoming a Christian is also a choice that every single one of us can make. 
Every one of us have the, the privilege and the opportunity to make the decision. Nobody can make it for you. There's nobody in the whole world that can make the decision for you about the Christian life. It's up to you. Do you choose Jesus? Do you choose to, to believe what God has said in the Bible and the Scriptures? All of us have a choice to make. We must choose. God created us in His own image. And part of that image somehow is that God gave us a free will. He gave us the choice to choose. And every one of you today have the opportunity to choose. Nobody, your parents can't do it for you. Somebody at a church can't do it for you. Your grandparents can't do it for you. But you can choose. Yes, I'm going to walk the journey with Jesus. I know that He loves me. I know that He cares about me. You must choose to believe. You must choose, first of all, to believe that you are a sinner. You must choose to believe that you are a sinner. That God has sent His Son, Jesus. And you must believe that Jesus died for you. You must understand what the cross means. You must understand the magnitude and the importance and the meaning of the cross. That God poured out His only Son without sin to take on every sin of the world. That's my sin and your sin and every generation. Jesus died for me. And to become a Christian, you, you must choose to believe that. It doesn't mean that you understand it all or you got it all sorted out theologically. But the choice to believe. Jesus said over and over again how important it is that we believe what God has said. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. I've had some people say to me, um, I can't believe. I think what they're saying is they, they have a lot of doubts in their heart and their minds and they're struggling with what is real and what is true. Some people have said, I, I can't believe the Bible. I, well, I've never believed that you can't believe. Belief is a choice. And when you move toward God, God will move toward you. I know that in my own life, in my own heart, that times in my life when I have struggled with something, faith, for example, when I... When I was a teenager, and I have a lot of questions now, but I, I had even, even more back then. And I can remember thinking sometimes when I was a teenager, do I really believe that God exists? I mean, I was wrestling with all the things that other people wrestle with and talk about. And, and you know, I had to come to that point in my life that I said, okay, I know there's a lot of voices out there. There's a lot of different ways to look at things. But I'm going to take God at His word, and I'm going to believe Him. And I'm going to put my trust in Him. And when I did that, boy, the doubts lifted. The clouds lifted in so many ways of, of me having so many questions. I still have a lot of questions. But I don't doubt that Jesus died for me. And I'm so thankful for that today. Becoming a Christian begins with that recognition and that realization and that choice to believe who Jesus is. He's the Son of God. He had no sin and He died for you. Jesus died for me. And we must believe that we are a sinner. Uh, Romans says, all have sinned 
and fallen short of the glory of God. There's not a single person that's here or anywhere in the world. Again, I could go through the list. Any country, any language, any nation. There's nobody that's ever lived that has lived without sin. We all have sinned. And when we understand that and we believe that, that Jesus died for us and and I'm a sinner, then we have a choice to make. I can choose to accept that Jesus is the only way to God. Jesus is the only way to get away from my sins and I can choose Christ. I can say, Jesus, I choose you today. I say, I'm going to listen. I'm going to respond. I accept God's grace. When we become a Christian, we say, I accept God's grace. Thank you, God. I receive God's grace. Whereas before, maybe the lid was closed, we come to a place where we open up and we say, okay, God, I'm not in charge anymore. I'm listening to you. And I hear what you say. And I believe you and I accept your grace. And then I repent and I follow Christ. The word repent means to turn around. And when you become a Christian, you you turn around from other ways of thinking and you say, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to listen to Jesus. I'm going to respond to Him. I'm going to live my life in order to do what Jesus has asked me to do. Listen to Romans chapter 6, verses 3 and 4. Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? We were therefore buried with Him. We too may live a new life. When you become a baptized Christian, you are, you are starting again. There's a newness. There's a freshness. There's a, a determination. There's a decision that you make that you're going with Jesus. And today I, I want to invite you if you've never made that decision, that today you would make that choice and that decision to say, Jesus, I believe in you, I accept you, and I want to live the Christian life. Would you stand with me? We're going to sing a song about baptism in just a moment. And as we sing that song, I I just want to give each of you an opportunity this morning. If you've never received the Lord Jesus Christ, to say a prayer with me and say, Jesus, I ask you to forgive me and to come into my heart to take away my sins. It doesn't mean that you got everything sorted out in life. Some people think they've got to get everything fixed before they can find Jesus. I want you to know that Jesus is standing at the door. I don't know, some of you can see this stained glass window right here. I know that if in the back you can't, but If you're here, you probably can. I love this stained glass window in this church. Sometimes I think, wouldn't it be neat to have that one up there? I don't know, but all of them are good. But there's Jesus. Revelations chapter 3 verse 20 says, this is Jesus talking. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and be with him. And he with me. Revelations chapter 3 verse 20. It's a beautiful invitation from a loving heavenly father. 
who wants a relationship with you if you believe and if you choose to accept him today. I want to invite you to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to come into your heart and your life. Ask him to forgive you. Would you sing this song with me? It's two verses. It's about baptism and it's about new life in Jesus. If you'd go to that next slide, I want to mention something about that. This is a great hymn about what we believe about salvation and baptism. We're just singing two verses of it this morning, but I want to invite you to sing it with me today and, and then we'll pray together. Baptized in water. to receive the Lord Jesus Christ today and ask him to forgive you for your sins. It's very simple. It's not hard. Maybe hard to come to that place that you're ready to do that, but it's not hard because God is waiting with an open door and saying, all who call on my name, I want you to know today that Jesus will respond to you. I'm going to pray. And if you just where you're at, or you can come to the altar and, and say, Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. I believe that you died for my sins and today I turn to you. It's really that simple to be a Christian. And boy, God does the rest. God does so much for us today. I want you to have that opportunity and that privilege to make that choice and that decision. I know that some of us grew up in a church that talked about salvation a lot. Some of us grew up in churches where we really didn't understand that God wanted a relationship with us. I have people talk about that a lot. I understand that. I want you to know that God wants a relationship with you. If your heart is open, He can do incredible things inside of you. I invite you to say that prayer today as, as I pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you today that you love us so much that you sent Jesus to die for our sins. Lord God, you loved us so much that you made a plan. You want a relationship. God, you've done so much to draw us and tell us and show us. 
that you care about us and your hand is on us for all eternity. I know today that you made us with eternal soul and that alone is a lot to think about. That God, you made us with a soul. I pray God that you would help us to understand how important that is and know that today we can turn to you in faith thankful today that you hear our prayer. I pray for those that might be here and want to ask you to come into their heart just now, God, that they would open their heart and they would speak to you from their heart, God. Today's the day I want to be a Christian. I want to be a believer. I want to be on that journey. Today I choose that path. God, help them to feel your affirmation and your leading and your guiding, Lord, I pray. Help them to know how important that is in the body of Christ. And also, as we talk about the importance of that step of baptism, that that comes next. It comes with the decision to believe. I pray, God, that we would understand how precious baptism is. We would embrace that. If we've been baptized, that we'd go back to that time. Or maybe we don't remember it, but we can remember how important and significant it is, God. Help us to put our eyes on Jesus and walk with you, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. If you're interested in being baptized, would you talk to me about that between now and three Sunday nights from now? We'd love to include you. If you've made that decision today to ask Jesus into your heart, I'd just love to talk to you about that and encourage you. And uh, if you'd like to talk about that, please do. Thanks for being here today. God bless. Have a great rest of the day. Bye-bye.